welcome everybody to the Improvement Project podcast. That's the first time I've called it that in a long time, but yeah. I like it. Mm. Improvement Podcast, that's what we'll do. Yes. Today we are going to be having a part two at Misery with at Misery at Work, Misery with Work, Misery in Work. Misery at Work. Misery at Work. Yeah. yeah. All right. As always, my name is Sean and I'm here with good friend Dave. Hello. Awesome to be talking to Jackie still. Yes, yeah, Jackie. Still Thank here. you for still being here. It's <laughs> a big topic. It is a big topic. Uh, the reason for it is, I think the first question that we had last week took up quite a bit of time for us to discuss. Mm-hmm. However, we have two other questions. Well, one and a half questions. The other one is not really a question. Uh, and these are also going to take up a little bit of time worth discussing. Mm. I think we should introduce something, just like a quick, snappy answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, <laughs> what? Well, just like a, the first thing that comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind when I ask you the question. Okay. Just see what you do. I have an I have an answer too, um, but I'll answer afterwards. All right. Mm. So the first one comes from a guy called Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen with a V. Just in case anyone's wondering. Hello, Stephen. Thanks with for a v. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, oh, incidentally, right? Guy, guy who worked had this little joke. He did. He wanted to be called Stephen, um, but have a doctorate at the same time. So he's like, oh, is it Stephen with a V? He goes, no, it's, well, yes, but it's Stephen with a PH and a PhD as well. Oh, uh, da At which point I went, <laughs> how long have you been waiting to say that? Because mm. he didn't just think of that, did he? No. <laughs> he's been waiting for a very clever moment. And I'll be honest with you, he, that wasn't the moment. He's been telling himself <laughs> that in his, uh, in his bathroom mirror. Yeah, it wasn't the moment to bring it up either. I mean, we were talking about some serious stuff and he just blurted it out. <laughs> you picked the wrong time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you date it? I'm Stephen with a PhD. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway, anyway, anyway. So Stephen with a V has asked a question. Is how can I increase my happiness at work? Wow. Well. I love the, I love the reactions. We all just went, I think, <laughs> that's That's um, a bigger question than I was expecting. The great thing about that is he said, I, how can I increase mm-hmm. my happiness at work? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's already stepped on the path because he's taken personal responsibility Absolutely. for his own self. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where you start off with people who are saying, I'm not happy here and it's everybody else's fault except mine. Yep. And also it's about empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about him saying... It, by asking that question, he is aware that he does have some kind of level of personal empowerment where he can take a step mm. and change things at work. Mm. And that's what's needed because a lot of people feel disempowered and that's where a lot of the problems come from because they don't feel that they can speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel they can put their head above the parapet and say, do you know what? It is really miserable working here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think I think you're right. I mean, it comes back to what you were talking about last week. There was um, self-awareness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, he may or may not know what the cause of it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't specify. Just how can he increase his happiness? So he obviously knows that he's unhappy, which is, I think, the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I think there's a, there's a number of different things. I mean, it's, it's really a case of do you feel like the job is right for you, or do you need to get out of it? Because if you're not happy at work, I mean, a lot of people aren't happy at work. That's why they have to pay you to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's more a case of. Is it fulfilling you? Is it, does it excite you? Because it, let's take take myself for example. I was told that I constantly need fuel on the fire for my job. Mm-hmm. I operate on three cylinders quite a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, which is a hundred percent right. I was diagnosed this absolutely hundred percent accurately. Uh, I, I'm on, I'm on three cylinders, and when something exciting comes along, you see me spark. Yeah, and I get really excited about it, and I run with it. Same. And then once that's done, I kind of go back to 
the kind of 70% level and just just sit, yep. do the job. Do the job well, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Um, their words, not mine. And just just do the job, but it's not giving it everything I have. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's what Stephen here is talking about, but he's obviously not happy doing it. Well, so I mean, he may it may be a relationship problem. Maybe mm-hmm. he's, you know... Oh, that's interesting. Maybe his manager or leader doesn't have a good relationship with him. Maybe it's another colleague. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a relationship at work that is causing him to yeah. not feel happy because of that, you know, there's so a it, negative human mm. connection there. So if there's, mm-hmm. a, if there's a relationship issue, mm-hmm. how do we deal with it? Well, Do at we the moment, it, in the UK, how people are dealing with it is they're saying roughly around two-thirds of people that are leaving their jobs citing workplace stress are also citing the fact that it's to do with the relationship they have with their direct manager. Yeah. Oh, that is... That's, that's quite a shocking statistic, yeah. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm coming at with a lot of employers, where they're like, hey, Jackie, come in, let's do some mindfulness courses, mm. can we take on board this course? I'm saying, well... What, what are you doing in terms of your leadership skills? Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the hard tax um, because, uh, and time and time again, you know, I've been in the training room with, um, <laughs> I think I must have trained practically every supervisor in the North Sea in the last seven years, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> nice. I can't go into an airport lounge or, or hotel in Dice, but like 20 guys shout, stand up and shout, Jackie, remember that <laughs> course we did? <laughs> Um, and one of the things, um, if you've got a standard health and safety course, there was always a part in it about workplace stress. Mm. And in a three-day course, I, it wouldn't be unusual for me to spend two and a half hours on that right, one okay. module, mm. which is actually one slide, a tiny little part of the course, because people would really open up about it. Mm-hmm. One of the things people would say is personality clashes. Now, one of my big um, skill areas that I want to develop into more training for the workplace is uh, mediation skills. So that's about, are these relationships fundamentally broken and can you never fix them? How would you deal with that? And the guys would always say to me, well, well, separate them. That can often create a human resources problem because that person might be the only person that can do that. So sometimes you have to fundamentally fix these relationships. And it's funny that it's the human element, the human relationships, how we connect with yeah. each other, that is what is at the back of the problem, not the physical hard tax account in the beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd like to go a step further. And uh, for me, Do I it. think, yeah, <laughs> if we created coaching cultures and more coaches, if, if the world was filled with people with a coaching mindset and a coaching Absolutely. attitude, mm-hmm. we would be able to support each other in a far more profound and, um, you know, long-lasting supportive way because, mm-hmm. you know, we would all show greater levels of empathy mm-hmm. and less judgment mm-hmm. and actually truly be present for other people yes. in a way that actually increases... Um, the quality and standard of communication mm-hmm. and and really hearing a person, really mm-hmm. hearing the issues and challenges that they face so that you can help them to perhaps think differently and figure things out for themselves without, you know, just telling all the time, yep. you know, which is the sort of... The One-way traffic. Exactly. And it's yeah. the old school management technique. Mm-hmm. Surely, surely that's what a manager should do, though. Like a boss should 
Should they? Well, I think I think should they? I know there's that debate, isn't there? I think I think a leader specifically in a company is trained on how to deal with people, so they should be able to pay attention and listen. Should, yeah, because let's let's there's how it should be and there's how it is. You know, a lot of them in reality are not that, and they're they're good at their job. Don't get me wrong, but they have no idea how to manage the people surrounding them. So trying to pay attention to what is actually getting at them and offering a solution is a big part of it. Whether or not you seek outside help is, is entirely up to yourself. But Paying uh, attention, that's an interesting mm. thing to say because when are we actually taught how to properly listen? Yes, I'm reading a fantastic book at the minute that was given to me as a gift by this fantastic inspirational lady, Um um, called Wendy Fleming, who's based in Aberdeen. And she I know Wendy. This, yeah, she runs this amazing charity, mm. um, and I'm hoping to get her along to some of my events. Because awesome. It's called Ditch Dit with Dignity. I'm sure she won't men- um, be sad about me mentioning no. it today. Um, she's a really inspirational person, and um, she sent me this book, Time to Think, and I can't remember the author. Uh, Take a note, they, Sean. Take yeah, a note. they're based, no, they're based in the States. We're always talking about this, aren't we? We're all, <laughs> what, what have you read? I know. Anyway, <laughs> Wendy, sent, think yeah, yeah. Wendy sent me this book. And it Who's is it by? Do you know? I don't know. I'm we'll just see if like, I can get a link into yeah, it. Yeah, go mm. dig it up. Uh, Google eyes it. <laughs> Google eyes. I like that. That, that, uh, that comes from my so boy who's seven. Am uh, I right? So. Um, she sent me this fantastic book, and it's about the power of intense focus mm. and active listening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my bad. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Nancy Klein. Yeah. Nancy Klein. We'll pop a link into I it. I thought that was familiar. I, I, I've definitely heard about that book, because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was... Um, Dave's I'll give it to you. It was part of the... Um, coach training I went through. I'm sure it was mentioned, time to think. Ah, maybe. That's or at least one of Nancy Klein's books were probably mm-hmm. more than one because um, she's just amazing. Yeah, it's changed how I parent as well because mm. I think as parents we're also in a zone where we're very busy, we're rushing around, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But it's when you intensely focus your int- attention on thinking about um, on listening to a person speak and express themselves, you're, fun- you're fulfilling a fundamental human need in that person to be acknowledged and recognized Mm -hmm. and um what that book describes is there's one scenario it describes right at the very beginning where the person who was being listened to because all of a sudden he was actively listened to when he was usually just poo-pooed and ignored Mm -hmm. he changed as he was speaking like it it (laughs) altered his thought process because all of a sudden he was being recognized and listened to but it took her to be a coach in the room telling mm-hmm. the rest of the meeting, can you please shut up and, and focus on this guy? Well, I, I think in the general theme is it's okay to have outside help. You mm-hmm. know, people that are not necessarily within the situation. Um, if, you, if you look at work, for example, and you can, you can complain and complain and complain to your colleagues about a situation at work, but the reality is they're in the same situation or a very similar one at that. Mm. But if you go to someone like yourselves, talk about it, you can see it with fresh eyes. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you have an outside perspective. Well, as humans, we have got this um, dramatic instinct. Um, yeah. That I think I've maybe mentioned before. Um, I 
got that from this book called Factfulness, amazing mm-hmm. book. And um, oh, you've mentioned that to me before. That yeah, one, yeah. we've mentioned that <laughs> here as well. Because we, yeah. quite possible, yeah. And because of this dramatic instinct, when you you know, it's the whole idea of water cooler and gossip. You, people, because of that dramatic instinct, get drawn into drama mm-hmm. and problems. But actually, that's not healthy because when you focus on that, all that does is get bigger and bigger Absolutely. and bigger until you shift your focus onto something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, having people around you who are just going to kind of elevate this problem or this mm-hmm. drama is not really going to help you. What you need, or what is probably more helpful is to have someone who's going to help you shift your perspective and think about something else. Think about a different option, a new way of thinking, mm-hmm. rather than just being stuck in this issue, whether it, yeah, it's with a colleague or a mm-hmm. bit of work or whatever the problem is in your job that's causing this unhappiness, yeah. um, ultimately, you need to try and get away from it and shift the focus onto something more positive. Well, I mean, it might be the work itself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it might be the fact that you're overworked or you're... Underworked you, is another one. And underworked, yeah. yeah Understimulated. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you're talking about that three cylinders. What if you're only yeah. quite firing one, on one? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've I've certainly been in jobs where I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs for about mm-hmm. half an hour because I've literally done everything that I could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, so it's when you start to get in trouble because the devil makes work for idle hands to do and you go on <sighs> Facebook and you do this and you do all these things it that does. you're not allowed to do. Yeah. And your boss starts to get... Agitated, <laughs> and somebody sees you, and then they tell, and then there's this, and then yeah, that. it starts to cause its own problems. Absolutely, um, but yeah, I mean, it might be the work itself. It might be a, a relationship problem, like you'd mentioned, or it might be the fact that it's just not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And what David touched on there, I'm going to give it its name. It's culture. It's a hundred percent culture because what you've just described is when you are in a culture where everybody around about you is going down this negative road, yeah. it's like a snowball effect. Now I'm going to go back to like describing the human being as a machine, as a as a like biological system. Mm-hmm. What's going on there is the neuroplasticity of your brain. So your brain mm-hmm. is actually restructuring itself to be negative if you are in a negative culture, because that's what you're immersed in. That actually makes a lot of sense, because I've been told that your brain is like a muscle, and the more yeah. you train it, th- mm-hmm. the more you believe it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not just physical and you know toughness or whatever it is, but it's if you feed it negative thoughts, yes, it will become negative. Yes, mm-hmm. because uh, neuroplasticity is when your brain is constantly making and connecting and reconnecting um, different neural pathways so it's doing that to survive mm-hmm. that's how we adapt and overcome if you like we're going back to old Darwin there you know Absolutely. It's like survival of the fittest how do you become the fittest you adapt to your environment if your environment is you're constantly being fed negative messages mm-hmm. and you're surrounded by people who are really down that's going to bring you to that place as well yeah now the crazy thing about human beings I find this mind-blowing is Organisms, the way stress works in its fundamental levels is you've got an outside stimulus, it makes you feel stressed, you react, fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Human beings are among some of the only animals that actually create that stress from their own thoughts. Wow. So your own head is your own stimulus. Mm -hmm. So if you're surrounded by negativity and people telling you, oh, this place is rubbish, it's going down the pan, da-da-da, 
that's triggering thoughts in your head. And it's not actually f- based on a foundation in reality. Yeah. No, that's true. You know, it's so all of a sudden you end up with workplace stress and you're not happy. Yeah. Where does it come from? It's because human beings are sponges and we're fundamentally empathic. And we're empathic mm-hmm. to help us survive. Um, because we need to... It, it pick up the vibe of the other human beings around about us to mm-hmm. be able to work in that yeah. team. Because remember, we're rubbish. We don't have the claws <laughs> and the teeth. We're just awful pink slugs. <laughs> you know, um, you know that are, are not very successful, or we shouldn't be very successful animals biologically. We're kind of quite mm-hmm. rubbish. We've um, bucked the trend dramatically. Yeah, <laughs> through through the power of our brains, through that neuroplasticity, through that ability to adapt, yeah. adapt, change, overcome, solve problems, work together. That's why we've got language. That's why we can do this right now. <laughs> and we can speak. That's fantastic. Um, and, and use our three brains together here to connect with whatever's going on with Steve's brain. Yeah, I mean... It depends it's how he defines happiness. Well, this is it. I mean... Yeah. I th- I can, I, we, we, can, we can really only take what that means from our own experience um, and because he's not really given us too much detail mm-hmm. in terms of what we're looking for here. So is it, how can you increase your happiness at work? I, I, would, I would definitely recommend look outside of work. I mean, it's eight hours a day of if you're that miserable, then you need to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You, need to, you need to change jobs because there is so much that goes on in that eight hours that if it's not, if it's constant misery... Yeah, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's as simple as that. But Change the environment. It, it may be an outside factor. You know, like you mentioned relationships, but I took that as it might it might be a partner, mm-hmm. it might be a problem, and you're taking that into the workplace. Yes, you know, it's there's a lot of outside factors for that, and now you might have to look outside of work to get the solution to that. It's not necessarily the work that's getting you down. I mean, you got to ask yourself: Has it always been the work, or is it just from recently? Mm-hmm. You know, you might be needing a new challenge. I don't know. It's you might be bored. Yeah. How often do you change jobs because you're bored or you need a new, you need something new to stimulate your mind? Yeah, I think for for anybody, it's about realizing the level of control that you have. Yeah, that you are in control. You might not realize it at the time, but you mm-hmm. can take control yes. and take responsibility for your actions. And and you know, you, you yeah. that was the first thing you alluded to. Basically, was exactly that. That mm-hmm. you know, mm. Stephen, like anybody else, if you know something's not right, you have the power to change it. It's just that not enough people, I think, perhaps recognize that power, that innate power that they have within themselves yeah. to make that change and take control. I think it's fear as well. Mm. They're yeah. scared of change. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't like change, but they hate being changed as well. Mm. Um, you think about it in some ways um, people are often afraid to talk to their employer about not being happy at work because it's almost seen as bite in the hand that feeds yeah mm-hmm. but it's not it's it's about um, a mutual accommodation with each other because remember when you go into work you sign a contract so you've made an agreement that you do this and we give you this <clears throat> and um, it's a case of going to your employer. I was taught years ago <coughs> when I went to work, never take your boss a problem without the solution. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. On the other hand. Yeah. Um, and that's about going and saying, do you know what? I'm not really very happy and fulfilled at the minute, but this is what I think would help. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. it helps me, it'll probably help other people in the workplace. Uh, most businesses, if I go to my absolute brass tacks being an auditor thing and you're on 
ISO 9001, you need to uh, look for continual improvement. And that's what it is, continual improvement. I mean, it's mind-blowing to me that businesses are legally obliged to upkeep um, the functions of a um, a machine, Mm. but not the human being that operates it. Yeah, that's... And that's, that's my quite powerful, perception and where I come to when I'm going in to workplaces. Okay, that's, that is quite powerful. It's quite powerful stuff. That um, is, there's something very interesting in that. Absolutely. So that's the zone I operate in. Mm. Do, do we have a piece of advice for Stephen that he needs to increase his happiness? Anything to say very quickly? Yeah, take control. Take control of it? Yeah. Very um, simply. I think what David said, stay away from negativity, mm. you know? Yeah, it can affect you pretty badly. Um, yeah. But I think I think it's, give it your all, but if you, if you think it's not working, I think it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, know, it's quite harsh, to say, it's hard to hear, but... I saw a, a great video on Instagram, um, Will Smith did, I think it's, I think on Instagram you can like pin certain videos. Mm-hmm. Um, sure that you want people to see as kind of like your core messages. And one of them was on on happiness specifically. And he spoke about that no one else can make you happy. Only you can make yourself happy. So you have to take responsibility for that and take control of it because no one else is going to make you happy. You have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, two things out of that. Um, I'll need to find the video for it. Um, You've... Before before I move on to the next point on that, mm. um, did anyone else know that Will Smith's the, the genie in Aladdin? Really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know there's been some controversy around it, apparently, but... Why? I, I just... Oh, I, I, I just Why because there's always controversy. There's no, always it's just, someone... It's just I grew up with Robin Williams being oh, the yeah. genie, and, you know, sadly, he's no longer with us. So I know. I... Th- I I think Will Smith's got a job in his hands to try and fulfill that. So, yeah, it's big shoes to fill. It is, it is. And I, I don't think, any way you look at it, he's, I don't think he's going to be as funny. I, I just don't. Well, he's but, just you know going to be his own genie. I will open my, yeah. I'll be open-minded about it, but he's nevertheless. He's going to be a different kind of genie. Exactly. But you also mentioned, David, uh, about Instagram, and we are actually on Instagram. Yeah. Ooh. It's a nice little way to plug that in there. There we and, go. And and shameless self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh yes, and our, yeah, our good friend Jackie's on. Where, where can we find you on social on all social media platforms? Um, Twitter. I'm just setting up Facebook and um, LinkedIn. Obviously, I do a lot of stuff through LinkedIn. I'm about to start right. like really putting quite a lot of output on my blog through LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll we'll pop notes into where we can find you okay, on all you. social media platforms. What I like there is. Jackie had just said, I'm just setting up Facebook. Mm. I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook for my business. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's just the way you said it. Uh, oh my God, what? Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly refreshing sometimes to talk to people who do not connect at all with social media. It's mm-hmm. quite wild. It's mm-hmm. incredible, isn't it? Wow. It's incredible. Real wild. Well, like, um, what we are talking about, I gave up the internet for a week, which means I gave up social media for a week. Mm. You know, I discovered when I came back, I didn't miss anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nothing happened. It was mm. weird. But, mm. it, of course, it was just a week, so I'm going to do it for a month, see what happens. But, um, yeah, it was, it was strange. It was a strange In one. a way, I think, if I had no kind of need to promote myself yeah, and what I here. do, I honestly don't think I would use it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure to what extent I would actually use social media Same at here. all. 
Um, I mean, yeah, it's this. It's good to kind of pass the time sometimes and sort of check in with how people are doing. But um, yeah, I think I would be quite happy if I just didn't use it and actually engage with people Me too. properly. Yeah, um, it's I, funny that, isn't I it? went through yeah. a thing. Um, uh, just a few weeks ago where I completely stunned my friends. I mean, I think I do this quite a lot because okay. I've got a tendency to look at situations and then do something completely out of the box. Right. Because okay. I, I think, because I'm going inside myself and thinking, right, okay, what does this situation require right now? And it might be something that's not usual. <laughs> so my mates are used to me uh, kind of coming at them with some off-the-wall stuff. So I phoned up my friend and she's like, all right, What's happened? I went, nothing. I've just decided that instead of going on Messenger and like wearing my thumb out and sending you loads of rubbish, that I would phone you. <laughs> just like old times. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. And she's like, hey, magic. So what you been up to? I, I like the fact their first response was, what's wrong? That's the state of affairs yeah. now, yeah. that a phone call is, my is an emergency <laughs> rather than just, just a chat. an interaction. Absolutely. Um, I have to admit, with social, I mean, one of the great benefits is that ability to ask an audience mm -hmm. and get some feedback yeah. and, and, you know, get, uh, get some answers to some problems, you know, get some referrals for maybe you've, your, your washing machine's broken, you need a handyman yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. I think that's yeah, amazingly it valuable. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, in, in that regard, we'll pop a link into our social media episode, will we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think you're right. If you use it properly, it's very powerful. But if not, then it's just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. In the workplace, I look at um, really quite innovative. Because I kind of was in a box and doing a lot of the money for old rope style training for a long while, um, I could see that that was excruciating for the people that I was actually training. Mm. It's not very cost effective for businesses either. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of this stuff to do with um, well-being in the workplace, it has to be face to face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, because you totally have agree. to go to that human place. But there are areas where um, if you're using a 10-20-70 training model, for example, that um, technology is useful. It's just uh, being highly aware, and I think this is where a lot of businesses kind of go off on this. It's like, yeah, we've done wellness, um, and they totally miss it. I really, I think something that really gets me is, Here's a electronic employee engagement platform. Wow. And I just go, <laughs> right. It's contradictory right there, yeah. isn't it? It's and um, I was reading a thing the other day about a very large multinational company that I used to work for. So I know the experience of living inside this company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about their workplace well-being strategy. And it all started off really well because the sentence said, we got to know our employees and I was like, great, they got to know their employees. We worked out what gender they were. We worked out oh my what God. age brackets they were. They were. Now, when I go in and do a consultancy, I call that metrics. Yeah. yeah. So I want to know the metrics, and then I want to talk to the people, and then I want to understand employee engagement, how engaged they are. I want to do all these messages. Now, a lot of employers have all these different bits, but they don't tie them together, and that's what we do. So <laughs> I just like wanted to cry. Oh, I'm not surprised. Like, yeah. Yes, do it. Do well-being in the workplace because I don't care if I don't do it. I, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of good businesses popping mm -hmm. up now. And I'm like, yeah, another one. Come on. <laughs> 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 and uh, let's change it. Um, uh, but then uh, it's, it's just, 
you know, this misunderstanding, and it's of like, course. how how is counting numbers of people getting to know people? You know, mm-hmm. and that's to do with this happiness thing as well. Of course, it's like, how happy are you to to come in and um, do a questionnaire and tick a box? You know, do you feel like your employer cares about you? Yeah, yeah. Well, this I mean, problem. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I really don't think mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to a point. It's not a question as such, but mm-hmm. I think it it can generate some conversation and potentially some advice comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it guy or girl. I'm not sure. Jamie. Um, Hi, Jamie. Hi. Either way, um, yep. says I can't seem to take the next step at work. I've been refused for a couple of roles and promotions, and I feel stuck. Mm. Interesting. Any thoughts? Mm. That's a tough one, isn't it? I think I think there is a time to to offer the right role. Um, I I go back to Have you ever heard of a podcast called Seven Good Minutes? No. Oh no, my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop a link into yeah. it because it I I stumbled upon it um, by complete accident, and I went, "Oh, it's only seven minutes. Let's let's have a go." <laughs> uh, listen to it in the car to get rid of our dead time. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> we, we know all about that. Yeah. Day, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> a lifetime. Um, but yeah, there was, there was an episode on there called dealing with rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was incredible. I mean, his motivation speeches go, this guy, pff, un- unreal. I'll pop a link into it because what are you saying is the universe has got a way of telling you that the, the, the fit isn't right. Yeah. And it, oh, it's, um, I was, I was so taken into, it. I was, I was preaching in the car. Awesome. Once I listened to this. It was so good. Um, any thoughts on, on what we can do here to make misery at work a little best, less miserable. Well, I think it, what you've hit on there, it's like that old Scottish saying, your granny would always say, what's for you, will no go by you. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely <laughs> is. And you, what you might want might not be what you actually need. Yes. And again... I think, actually, I weirdly think that is the first line of the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think it is. I can't remember exactly, but I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. Did you write it? No, but I subscribe to that way of thinking. And um, yeah, definitely. Um, Working with people, people can be so um, locked down on driving, driving, driving. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you sit them down and you say, well, why? Why are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. What is it going to bring to you in your life? And then you can start to unravel and unpack all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think I, th- it com- I think it comes down to what is most important for you. I mean, at, at the minute, like there's there's job offers out there that I could potentially go for. There's things that you guys could potentially go for if you so wish. But you think enough's enough. I'm happy mm-hmm. where I am for the time being. I think what Jamie is trying to do is reach for an opportunity that may or may not be there at the minute. Now, basically, what I mean is, is they're they're trying to constantly move forward, mm-hmm. mm. but yeah, that will never make them happy. Yeah, I mean, maybe Jamie needs to reflect on have the because I, I use the word they because we don't know if it's he or she um, have they created enough depth within their own experience mm. and really, you know gotten to grips with everything that they could learn in their current role to enable them to make that step up. Because, I mean, generally, when you're looking to elevate yourself and and move into a new space, Mm -hmm. 
you have to be able to demonstrate your value to be able to make mm-hmm. that step. And well, actually, yeah. and also, I mean, there may be an agenda in the organization that actually maybe she's got so much value, or he has so much value <laughs> yep. in the role that they're fulfilling that actually the organization doesn't want them to move into another role. And they're kind of, they might be holding them back because they feel that they're, better placed serving the organization in that role well, rather yeah. than moving well, it's on. It's funny that's, you, it's funny you mentioned that, actually. Oh, definitely. It is, it's funny that you mentioned that because they give us a little bit of a background. Um, okay. And I say a little bit because literally a sentence, that's all it is. Um, <laughs> but it, it speaks to the mind of, of where they're going with it and where they want to be. Mm. Um, because I, d- I didn't read this out earlier, but it's um, they've achieved three promotions in five years. Since wow. being with the company, which is pretty impressive, That's, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, rapid what, rise. Basically, what that tells me is they're wanting to move up the ladder. They want to yeah, keep going. Yeah, they've got a destination in mind Absolutely. that they want to move to. But here, but here's the thing. I mean, if you if you look at constantly wanting more, mm-hmm. you're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be happy in what you're doing because you're always wanting more. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot in. Um, apparently, you see it a lot of millionaires. Actually, there's a book called Everyday Millionaire. Uh, which I will give a link to. Mm-hmm. And what they discovered was once you get to a million, you want to get to a billion. Yes. You know, and you're never going to, enough's enough. You know, you're never going to get where you want to be if you don't accept where you are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh, there is a real danger in, in rapid rise that you don't get enough depth of experience yeah. and knowledge. Because the higher you go, then the the nature of your role evolves from being uh, perhaps a subject matter expert in a particular field to then it's more about how you lead people. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's the ultimate um, role. Yeah, it's that at the top. Actually, physically doing the job to into folding out into the strategy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This that, and that the, the soft skills, mm-hmm. all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, being being there for other people and actually serving them rather than just kind of serving yourself yeah. in that career rise, firing up. Mm-hmm. This is your area of expertise, I think, David. This is your, like, <laughs> this, this is your thing you're, you're, yeah, where you've got, like, super depth. In, <laughs> um, in terms of that, how people structure their career and move up. And, and um, I think... There's always a thing where you're growing out of one role and into another role where there is this period of tension Mm. where you're almost like what's beneficial to the business and probably to you as well is to um, um, you've got to go for a period where you have actually outgrown the role that you're in to yeah. make sure that you are ready enough for the next role. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right, that, that depth, because um, it's all to do with wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is a big thing for me mm-hmm. um, when I talk to employers because wisdom, they almost see it as like an intangible thing. Yeah. Um, wisdom is really important when I've been working in sort of human factors, behavioral safety side of things because wisdom is um, about having experienced something it's very experiential it's about having experienced something enough to go to that innate knowledge place in your brain Mm -hmm. where that innate knowing is what's popping out and i think if you rise too fast what you get is people in leadership positions who don't have that in they haven't got to that stage in competency where there's innate knowing Mm -hmm. and the mindfulness that goes along with it and that Mm self-awareness that you're describing where they go Mm -hmm. You know, because one of the central 
um, components of competency that people miss out a lot of the time is knowing what the limits of your own competency is. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely right. <laughs> and yeah. that's what we speak, spoke about when I mentioned that video redalio. It's exactly what he was speaking about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing your weaknesses and how to compensate for them. That is a skill mm-hmm. in itself. Absolutely. Having that knowledge, that awareness, mm-hmm. and then actually be willing to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Mm, quite impressive. Have we got any quick advice for Jamie here? Um, they feel stuck in their role at the minute. They want to move up the ladder, but they, they've been refused. It's it's almost a waiting game, isn't it? It's, yeah. You're going to be ready for it when you're ready. What I listen to very closely is the language that people use. Yeah. So let's listen to Jamie's language there. Feeling stuck. Yeah. feeling stuck and that's because rather than looking at the wealth of the journey it's like I'm I have a trajectory that I'm on and I'm not progressing along it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the rate that I want to go at so that's stuck it's a really strong indicator of where the mindset is there isn't it yeah yeah I would also tend to look at what assumptions Jamie is making or limiting assumptions Jamie is making for themselves because feeling stuck, they're possibly making an assumption that there's nothing that they can do, that they don't have control, but Mm -hmm. actually they do if they just explored those feelings and thoughts in a bit more depth to really Mm -hmm. get to grips with, well, what is it that's actually really holding you back here? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are these assumptions that you're making um, and are these assumptions true? And if not, well, what can you do differently? If mm-hmm. you, you, know, you take an assumption, a particular limited assumption and flip it on its head, mm-hmm. you get a completely new perspective, a new mm-hmm. way of thinking. It's actually talking of Nancy Klein. Yeah. That's a model that she uses is five, uh, what's called incisive questions. Yes. So it's how you actually test an assumption because mm-hmm. an assumption is just a thought that we've chosen Mm -hmm. to believe, which means that we can choose to believe whatever we like. Mm -hmm. So by testing an assumption and then getting to grips with the most limiting assumption or thought that we're holding on to, and then say, right, well, what's the positive opposite of that assumption? Mm -hmm. Then we can start to think differently and start thinking about how we we might feel differently or act differently to actually move ourselves forward and get unstuck perception is key isn't it mm-hmm. it's absolutely 100 percent key about yeah. how you're looking at things it's that mindset thing it's like going back to the 90s and talking about positive thinking <laughs> and all that stuff absolutely absolutely um because that's kind of like the embryo of of all of the, these kind of ideas um but yeah um i think the language you use is a, is a really strong indicator, and I'm totally with you on that perspective thing in this situation. I think it's something as well is about keeping an open dialogue with the with your um, with your employer as well, mm-hmm. because there may be assumptions because there's perceptions, but there's assumptions, and um, mm-hmm. that assumption that her or he or she, we don't know, we have a gender (laughs) neutral person. Um, So um, um, is your assumption about where you're moving in your career the same as your company's assumption? Mm -hmm. Because this is what a lot of people miss and they're unhappy at work because they don't understand 
um, and this is about poor communication between the employee and the employer. It's like mm -hmm. the, the company has employed you for a set function. Yeah. And are you fulfilling that function? You've got all your ideas about where you want to go and what you want to do. And um, to successfully, um, to work together successfully, you need to marry those together. And that requires excellent communication. Mm. This is why I hate appraisals. <laughs> 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 In their current format, let's just say. But, yeah. um, uh, so it's about marrying those two things up together. And I think maybe Jamie needs to do that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And um, if she's moved or he has moved <laughs> We're that, keep doing that. Yeah, yep. that yep. rapidly in the organization, they must have a sponsor or a mentor or a, mm -hmm. or a person that um, is assisting them in that movement in the, in the business. Well... That they can talk they to. They might or they might not, because that's, yeah. well, I mean, that's the, an assumption. This is it. I mean, it the piece of advice I would, I would go with, I mean, three promotions in five years is pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's moving pretty Amazing. quickly. Um, but then we don't have any context. We don't know yeah. whether that's from, you know, no, being, I, being a right. cleaner to a cleaning supervisor, not to devalue the work of cleaners. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it could be like a really simple, basic role that they've Oh, absolutely. But then showing this potential, then managed to kind of absolutely scale but up. They've, yeah. got, they've obviously got this career path in mind. Mm. Now, it's if if the career path in mind is you want to have six promotions in ten years, you know, let's let's double this, for example. Um, then you keep keep plugging away at it. I mean, you feel stuck, sure, but it doesn't it doesn't offer. Say, she's been refused a couple of roles. I don't know how many times she applied for the roles or he applied for the roles prior to that. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to the role that they're in. How many times did they apply for that yeah. one? Maybe the first time. But also, don't we don't know the scale of the business. I yeah. mean, maybe there's only so many rungs up the ladder. Potentially. Yeah, maybe Jamie's They can like move in the business. Vice maybe. Pres. <laughs> <laughs> or you know? kick off the president. And, and, and wants to control the entire business now. What? I mean, we don't know. We no, don't know. We need more context from we, Jamie. We, do, we would love one. more context with it. Because we're just like ra rambling around it now. Well, yeah. this is it. I mean, but one, one piece of advice um, that I would give Dave, and this is a little bit of shameless self-promotion for us, mm. is I would offer her the chance to listen to our resilience episode. Mm. It might help. It might not. Yeah, but yeah. It, it feels like that's that's what's required is a little bit of bounce back ability mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to say yes you have been rejected for a couple of roles it might not have been right for you look elsewhere if you need to but the, the right one will come away I think kind of building on what you were saying Jackie it's it, it would potentially be more beneficial to figure out alignment yeah okay. because actually the, the issue may be that um, there's a misalignment between Jamie and the organization as far as what Jamie wants to achieve and what the organization mm -hmm. wants to achieve. So the, mm. the goals that the organization has for Jamie and also the goals that Jamie has for themselves. So um, having a conversation or dialogue about that, you know, what, what are the plans the, or the organization has for Jamie? Mm -hmm. I think that's a conversation well worth having. Um, and also make, because then you can create an awareness around well is there that alignment and if it's not then you can make further choices around what you want to do if the mm -hmm. alignment's not there then yes maybe you need to look elsewhere or actually it might spark a conversation that leads to a new way of thinking for Jamie mm -hmm. that still enables him to be part of that organization but it maybe opens up a new pathway and opportunities to develop um, that 
creates that alignment. Mm -hmm. So for me, alignment mm -hmm. or creating alignment would be really valuable. I think as well is we're all very much conditioned that, you know, you come out of school at the starting blocks and you're on this upward trajectory. And mm -hmm. sometimes uh, a horizon horizontal move can be far more fulfilling mm -hmm. to you than, than an upwards move. Yeah, I mean, especially in terms of creating depth of absolutely. experience. I mean, essentially, I've got to the point now where the reason I can start my own business and, and run my own business is I've got experience from what's effectively been three careers. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, where uh, I said, well, I'm going to, I've got an opportunity to make a sideways move into learning a whole pile of new stuff over here. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, I totally and agree. And then, oh, I've got an opportunity to link something to that. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to do that. So um, by doing that, you, you broaden the depth of experience that you're bringing to roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, where was it? I heard the term. I'm trying to even remember the term, but <laughs> it was, it was, you know, if you can be good at 10 things, that's actually far more beneficial than being an expert in one mm -hmm. because the role of an expert okay. these, is becoming more and more redundant because the pace of change is mm -hmm. so, is increasing at such a rate that it's actually as human beings, it's get becoming impossible to keep yeah. up with that rate of change. So you're actually mm -hmm. far more better off by creating that kind of broader experience, especially mm -hmm. if you want to, you know, if Jamie's a really ambitious person and wants to keep rising up, then, you know, to run an organization, you need to you have a broad skill set yes. and understand that organization yeah. with a level of depth. Mm -hmm. Totally so, agree. Um, yeah, totally agree with what you said there, yeah, Jackie. Totally agree. All right, we're coming Thank up you. to, <laughs> believe it or not, this has been another 40-odd minute conversation. That. It's been 46 minutes, give or take. Wow. This has been um, a little a bit really coming up for that. And we were getting like super in deep there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's <laughs> been quite it's been a quite fast conversation. That, um, where did this time go? Yeah. Where does the time go? Right. What we do generally is end on a takeaway. Something, a piece of advice, something that you've listened to, something you've read, anything that is related to the topic that you feel will add the most value. Who wants to kick it off? Well, I th I would always come back to um, you have the ability to take control. I feel like you're um, cheating. But why? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, I'm only joking. But it, uh, for me, it's that's the truth. Uh, the, the reality is that we all have the ability to control our own situation, but it's about recognizing that power that you have as an individual and taking it and using that power to take control. Um, so that you're not miserable in the workplace. Nice. Okay. Jackie, have you got anything to yeah, add to that? Um, I think we're quite similar in how we <laughs> approach things. So yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, my <laughs> personal, like, everybody likes a meme, don't they? Everybody likes a, a little cliche and a little <laughs> quote. And it's because they're quote, true. I've had a mug for years that's been on my desk at work, and it is the Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see in the world, um, 100%. Um, it's about finding the personal courage to do that, to be intelligent, to determine what that change actually needs to be. Okay. And then um, being um, smart about affecting that change. Now, there are people out there in the workplace, I know they're there, there are legions of them who want to change their own working lives. 
they are fantastic. And where my work is, is happening at the minute is trying to help employers be more receptive and less fearful mm-hmm. of people stepping forward with that type of attitude, that that is actually a positive yeah. attitude. And it's it's a positive thing for your employee to come to you and say, do you know what? I am not feeling good today. I need to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said in the last conversation we had, you know, check time to check out. And is that okay? Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, you, you, it's okay mm-hmm. for you to go out and have a smoke. But if you said if you said to yeah. your boss, do you know what? Um, can I go outside and do my knitting on that bench for half an hour? It's <laughs> <laughs> a little what, bit different. What are they going to say? <laughs> They're probably going to yeah, your, your, yeah, your card would be marked, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know. But that's what I do to kind of chill my brain down and and shut it down. Or I need to go meditate. Or I need to mm-hmm. just take just twenty minutes and wander about outside in the grass, looking at the sky. You know. Uh, but weird, but you know, people should be allowed to do that, or just read my book. Mm-hmm. Just read a book, yeah. It's something simple. Ten minutes. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that actually because I came across a audio book that I quite enjoy at the moment. It's called Work Happier, which is plugged in perfectly for this episode here. Ideal. Work, work Happier. I'll pop a link into it as well. But it's that's what that's the best piece of advice I can give is have a listen to it. Slightly different flavor to to what we normally give out, isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. It's never it's never been a product before. I like it, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts, folks, before we wrap up this episode on misery? <laughs> that work. <laughs> well, the, the best thing about my job is um, uh, because I don't physically have any colleagues and my business works on the basis of mm-hmm. associates and cooperative type of things, yeah. it's great. So I'm able to go out and pick and choose fantastic people like you guys that I can connect with, bounce ideas off. Yeah. And um, people don't tend to get that in the normal workplace. So mm. thanks. Thank you very much for like the brain buzz today. Yes. No, uh, well, th- <laughs> I know, yeah, it's been wanna, awesome. Yeah, I want to yeah. thank you for the time. Um, we've, we've been here for a couple of hours now. So thank you for your time on this. It's been it's been enlightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a good chat as well. We always, we always have a good chat, but it has yeah. been a very good chat. And like Inspired. I said, you've been my favorite guest because you bought me food. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. But I'm connecting with you as a human being then, am I? Absolutely. I used to you know work with spot. a guy who connecting always used to, to say, stomach, yes. you know, life is better with forks and knives between us. Yes. <laughs> I like that. What a way to end. <laughs> what a way to end. All right, folks. Um, what we'll do is we will just end. We'll end now. Um, we'll wait for the next topic for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, Jackie, thank you for thank being you. on. Thank it's you. been fantastic. Thank yes. you for inviting me along. I've had the best time. Thanks for allowing me to like talk about my mission. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope it's been beneficial for for everyone listening, uh, and yeah. especially specifically the people that we had asked questions uh, had asked questions to us. Um, kind of think we've been helpful Hope so. definitely yeah absolutely yeah. huge value <laughs> huge value <laughs> like to think so uh perfect guys right what we'll do is we'll end there and we will speak to you next week and hopefully we can do this again awesome absolutely. if you've got some time all right thanks folks see Thank ya you for listening Bye-bye.